Beyond Athletic, episode one. It's of huge importance to place your education first when you're younger. You might be smarter, your daddy might own a company, but you will not outwork me. This one right here is for the people. I'm your host, Ryan J. Owens, current pro athlete, entrepreneur, and former USA national team volleyball player. I will not be defined by my athleticism alone, but I've learned how to leverage it, to stay passionate about it, and prepare for life. That's why the Beyond Athletic podcast was born. I'll bring you case studies of current and former elite athletes making it happen in life, as well as tips and lessons from top sources in sports, nutrition, fitness, entrepreneurship, and more. I'm here to tell you that you are beyond athletic. Hey there, and thanks so much for listening to the first episode of Beyond Athletic. Before we get into it, I just want to say I worked extremely hard to find you guys some very, very special people over the last couple months, and what the result is, is pretty fantastic. So their stories, their lessons learned from their failures, their aha moments, their you know fears, their experience worldwide really is valuable. And today I've got a really special guest, Anya Spasovievich Pesic. She is going to open herself up to everyone and give everything that she's learned over her very, very successful career. I know you're going to love it. If you do, make sure you go to www.beyondathletic.com forward slash review. And that'll take you to iTunes to leave a review because iTunes reviews are what get this show out there to people. So when they're searching, we'll be one of the first shows that'll come up. The show is always going to be free. You're always going to hear from top professional athletes and specialists. And I hope that you guys really enjoy it. And if you do and you feel like supporting us, go to igg.me forward slash at forward slash beyond athletic. That will be in the show notes. If you can't donate, share that link with some friends if you like the show, and hopefully someone else will. So thanks so much for your time. Without any further ado, enjoy. All right. So, Anya, Spasiyevich. But recently, it is what? Fish. Yes, because I can't say that very well. Anyway, so we're going to sit here and we're going to talk a little bit about what's your story and all that kind of good stuff. So what is your story? Uh, what is my story? Well, for the start, I'm uh, an ex-professional uh, volleyball player. Uh, ex meaning that... That kind of makes me sad. I don't get to see you play again. Yeah, I know. Me too. But it's kind of, I, um, I kind of get to get to, got to a point where I just thought that it's, it's a good time to, to finish and just focus myself on some other things, family mm. first, and then all the, all the other things that can also be nice you know after volleyball mm. so but what's your what's like your whole story like where where did you come from how did you get there that kind of thing like the whole brief biopsy of everything brief okay i'm uh i was born fourth of july uh, 1983 yeah fourth of july yeah stuff. i would like yeah i would like to i would like to go to go the america. states you know yeah <laughs> and to see the whole state celebrate oh, uh, yeah. my birthday that would be yeah that would be that's nice. so right we gotta do that uh, next year let's plan that out <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so i started uh, playing volleyball in my school when maybe i was 12 years old yeah and uh, it was maybe like volleyball section you know we were just uh, we were just having fun basically mm -hmm. and then after one year i started practicing uh, in red star where i stayed also for the for the like i started being a professional at the age of 15 but yeah. i was a professional kind of so uh, i played there for six really nice years we won the championship three times and it was it was really a nice period but then afterwards i went uh, abroad i played in italy played in switzerland turkey russia came came to Cannes, which was really really a nice you know Beautiful. like yeah that was really a nice place to play and live really cool and uh, then i came back to italy 
and Russia, and basically that was that was it. So you hopped around a bunch, but stayed yeah. basically only about four or five countries. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. those I think that I traveled a lot. I met really different and wonderful people. I learned uh, a lot different uh, different cultures cultures I met and also I learned a lot of languages so it was I think I think I had a nice career yeah. so when you talk about Red Star Red Star is actually from what I know about because we're sitting in Belgrade Serbia right <laughs> right and uh, Red Star from what I know is the most famous club in all of Serbia well Obviously, me as a Red Star fan, I would agree. Probably people who cheer for Partizan, which is like the biggest opponent of Red Star, would not agree. But yeah, from my perspective, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Rad. So it's pretty awesome if you play for something like that coming up as a youth and you're obviously already on the path to kind of greatness, let's say. Yeah, well, it's, uh, let's say, I don't know how the situation is right now, but at that time, it was really one of the few clubs where things were really serious. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we were, we had really good conditions for practicing for, you know, every year at the beginning of the season, we would go for, like, for camps, yeah. for really basic preparation. Around and everything. Serbia. Around Serbia, yeah, yeah. And then uh, for maybe, like, five, I think, Five out of my six years in the, in the first team, I mm. was. Uh, we played for the European Cups. We played wow. three years in a row. We played the, the Champions League. So it was, yeah, it was a ton of experience. Good. Yeah, it's a tons of tons of experience you get, and you get prepared uh, physically and mentally to go and maybe get your career on another level. Mm. Just regarding, you know, the like the toughness of the championship, because obviously here, as soon as better players go outside mm -hmm. you know uh, abroad playing uh, playing somewhere else usually obviously the the quality goes down a bit yeah so but it's a really really good starter for everybody to get prepared technically tactically mentally for what's going next yeah awesome so uh in in your whole little your story there we left out one really important part that just happened so how did you meet Milos your husband <laughs> Well, we we met a lo really a long time ago, and for a, for really uh, for really really long time, like I don't know, eight nine years, yeah. we were friends. I mean, friends uh, called it not really like meeting oftenly, friends, but well, we we knew each other. Acquaintances. Acquaintances. Yeah, let's call it that way. Okay. But then it's just uh, something. <laughs> you know, she's over here trying to say something. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's just like uh, messing with my concentration right now. Never mind, whatever. And so, um, so it's just it happened that we came to a place, the same place at the same time. It was in Istanbul, yeah, where we saw each other after really, really a long time. But he. We were we didn't start anything then, but we started chatting on Skype for like once in uh, I don't know how many every months. Every professional alike. players had this experience where Obviously, you know you gotta like Skype have the long like, distance and it's yeah. Skype and WhatsApp. Yeah, Skype. Skype for us was basically the starting point of yeah. our relationship because we got together via Skype. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that without sounding hey, well. really ridiculous, but well, at least you met yeah. in real life first. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, that's. That's, we knew each other from before. Okay. It wasn't online dating uh, in Serbia. No, 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 no. I'm not a not a fan of online dating. I really, really not a fan. And so please don't call my relationship. Definitely was not. No, we just want to be clear about that. It was not no, online dating. No, not online dating. Real life. We just started talking more and more and more, and when we realized that we like talking to each other, we kind of agreed that we will try to find. Uh, uh, a day where we will meet because in the in that moment mm -hmm. he was in Spain playing handball and I was yeah. in France playing volleyball. So we're not really in a condition. But you to met say, in Turkey. No, we saw each other after a lot of time that right. we didn't see each and other then at all. After you were skyping and then yeah, you were and in then, there. and then it was the, 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 basically the, from the day that we saw each other in Turkey to the day that we came to a conclusion that we could be together yeah. past like I don't know two or three years something like that so it was really something it was developing it was kind of not even developing and then it just developed really quickly yeah. so well that's so awesome that's I mean just... congrats not everybody finds <laughs> true love you know Yo. and especially in the in the way that you did it it's kind of like the fairy tale you can 
you might not be like you know there and it's just like you could miss someone but no you guys somehow stayed in touch you connected you kept it's, it going that's pretty yeah, awesome but it's i know but it's actually it's really strange because even when we speak right now we were always joking and like, ah you were looking at me you liked yeah, me yeah. I was like, and we are like no not really yeah. i never looked at him as a guy yeah. and he also never looked at me as a girl i mean mm-hmm. we were just like buddies whatever yeah. i don't know how to call it they say the best so, relationships the longest lasting ones start like friends yeah. Like real, true, honest friends. Yeah, you know what? I think that we're we're really in that in that zone. Yeah. <laughs> we're there. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> awesome. Well, congrats. Thank so you. I want to bring it back to volleyball real quick. Like, how did you choose volleyball and what does it represent to you? Well, I'm not sure actually that I chose volleyball. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the volleyball chose me because I was, uh, my father was an ex-basketball uh, player. So he, uh, when we were kids, you know, we were always playing, me and my brother, we were always playing with him. And mm-hmm. I was always kind of thinking that I'm going to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. But since it's, it's more of a physical sport, you know, with a lot of contacts and those things, I'm not, I was not really into that. And then it just happened that in my school, while we, well, while we had like mm-hmm. the physical education class. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gym class. Call it. Gym yeah. class, yeah, okay. Spiz Ed, we have it. Yeah, so uh, the the guy that was the coach in that section, volleyball section, let's call it like that, he came there and we were all playing volleyball so that he would see us. And I know that, I don't know for what reason, I just tried to play uh, underhands mm-hmm. without... Uh, rotating the ball i don't know i was just i was doing that with myself i mean yeah. me by myself no one you know, no, no one coached one, you to no, do that no one tell, tried told to. me to do that no one asked me to do that i was not playing with somebody i was just mm-hmm. like lifting the ball with other mm-hmm. hands you know and uh, and he saw me obviously probably it helped that i was 180 maybe yeah. when i was 12 <laughs> so you're a giant <laughs> yeah I, I was a giant he called my my lovely husband called told me that i was uh, baby shrek Baby yeah, shit. yeah, because I was really, I was huge, you know. It, uh, it was not only taller, it was just bigger than other yeah. kids, you know. So it's just, I don't just know. towering maybe. over them? Yeah, but I think that maybe in my last year in, uh, in elementary school, there was one or maybe two guys that were taller than me. I was, just, I was really the tallest. You were really by, tall. by far, by far. So probably that helped mm. also. And he just asked me, you know, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Went to practice, whatever. So I just started and I liked it. And mm. I was just, for me, it was something that was normal. I don't know. And until it continued that way, it was just like, you tell me when when we have practice, I just go just to come. do practice. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I just liked it. It's At no, first, it was a hobby. Really? Kind of it was kind of a hobby. And my parents also wanted to see if I'm serious about it they mm-hmm. might if i'm gonna skip practices yeah. when i say oh, i want to go outside maybe with the friends maybe so they didn't people. really ever push you no never no, they just supported me they wanted to see how how i will feel about that mm-hmm. how will i feel about an obligation because yeah. obviously having practices maybe also three or four times a week it's also kind of an obligation and yeah, how sure. it's gonna fit with my school you know, if I'm going to neglect school for doing practices or yeah. is it going to go? But since it went pretty well altogether, uh, he, my father thought that it's maybe a time that we step up a bit. So uh, when we played with against Red Star, in like we call those pioneers. Yeah, cadets. Yeah, okay. Cadet. Yeah. Our cadets are like the second grade, the... the Youngest ones are oh, pioneers. Wow. Oh, okay. That's we probably we have them. them, and I don't even know what you call them. Never mind. <laughs> Never, people will understand. Um, so he just came to the coach and asked, uh, "Is it possible that maybe she would practice with you guys? What do you think? What do you think about her?" And she was like, "Well, I kind of wanted to ask you if she would like to come to us." Mm-hmm. And so that's how it all started. But basically, until I got invited to the juniors national team a couple of years afterwards. Um, I still, for me, it was still just like, it was my hobby. Yeah. It was something that I did without questioning it. I don't just know how to explain it. just made you happy and yeah. you did it. Yeah, so... No and obligation. Also, also, when they called me for the junior national team, I came home and I was like, yeah, tomorrow I have practice. And the, my parents were like, but your season just finished, your mm-hmm. junior season, you know. It just finished. You just played the, the final game, match, final yeah. match, and it was done. So, but, no, 
I'm the junior national team. I was like, I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to do, I'm going to yeah. make something for dinner or it's whatever. It's kind of like, no big deal. My, you yeah. weren't thinking of it like yeah, that. Yeah, and my, my father and was like, my baby's in the junior national yeah. team. I cannot believe it. And and it was really, and then. He said that, it in that voice? Not really. Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, I haven't met your father. No, so I, no, yes. no, obviously. No, okay, I'm. Okay, now you're embarrassing me. Okay, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> we, we just got to get our facts straight. That's all. Yeah, okay. Okay. The facts are my father did not say that in that voice, but you would get the emotion. Yes, okay, he was extremely excited. Yeah, okay. He was extremely excited. And in that moment, um, actually, it hit me, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay, this is kind of something that it's more serious than I thought, actually, yeah. you know. And for what it meant to me... I don't know how to say it. I cannot say it meant everything to me because for me to play volleyball, I needed also to be happy in and fulfilled also in my private life. You know, also with the with the with school, with the friends, mm -hmm. with the, you know. It's, it's for me, it had to be like package. You know, mm -hmm. but for me, volleyball was just like a huge part of my life that I I could not imagine a day without. Yeah doing something having that. A, with that was really I'm kind of strange in that point because I cannot say it was everything to me but I could not imagine my life without it mm -hmm. actually yeah you know? yeah I can agree with you on that because volleyball for me has always been this thing there's a nice huge uh, airplane going over but yeah. volleyball was always like it was just there for me whenever I needed it and It never, you know, asked me questions. It never asked anything from me. It never, it just, it just was there. I could play it. I could enjoy it. I could maybe not just get my mind off of everything and just be yeah. in the moment. That's why I loved volleyball so much. But so that's, that's your whole story. It's really interesting how you've come about to this point now. I mean, just to give a little bit background on you for people that will listen to this. So you've been in all of the European Cups. You've place third or better in five or so cups, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you've won seven championships. Yeah. Three very, in very Serbia, true. two in France, one, one in uh, one in Switzerland, and one in Turkey. This is ridiculous. I haven't won one. I feel kind of <laughs> like you know, I'm kind of in awe right now, sitting across from a serious champion. <laughs> like wow. Anyways, you were playing national team up until 2007, and in that time, you placed third at world championships, was Yeah, it? 2006, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And then you got as good as, what was it, silver in European yeah, championships? Yeah, silver in European championship 2007. It's pretty rad. Yeah, that was really, but that was basically the big start of our national team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were considered always a good national team with huge potential but without really much of a result until that 2006 mm. i have no idea what happened but we played like crazy yeah. i mean it was just it everything kind of gelled yeah everything just clicked and we played really really That's well awesome. and i was that was probably one of the best moments of my life when we won that bronze medal I, that are, right now, I, I mean, yeah, you can see I I'm got, getting... Yeah. I got a little bit like goosebumps. So I was like trying yeah, to shake them off. I was like, oh, winning medals, that's that was, crazy. No, that was before that. I was just like looking at people, you know, winning something. Yeah. And I was always thinking like, how would I feel if I would win? First, it was the championship here in mm. Serbia, you know? And I was like, how would I feel if I would... Because before we won three times, we got really killed yeah. in the finals that we were really we didn't yeah, I don't think we won maybe like one or two sets yeah. or something like this it was really ridiculous in three games I mean so before that I would always look at the other girls you know like celebrating mm -hmm. that they won and everything I would be like how would I feel what would I do if I would jump if I would fall down would I cry would I do yeah. that you know and then it happened and then it just every time that I would do something we would play something more something mm -hmm. more not I cannot say more important but something Uh, maybe in Italy when I played, or when I played, yeah. uh, I don't know, in Switzerland, in Turkey, and whatever. I would just be like, how would I feel if I would win this? Yeah. Basically, the best, how would I feel, and then it happened, it was 2006 on the yeah. on the World Championship. Awesome. That was that was the best thing I ever felt. And then, so, take all of that and the emotions that you've just felt again, and could you sum up to me what volleyball represents to you in your life? Like, what just volleyball as an entity like what does it represent as part of who you are or part of how your life just is 
Well, uh, how can I say this? Uh, volleyball also impacted my life not only as an athlete, that's, that's obvious. I mean, I've practiced for like since I was 12 years old up to 30 every day, every day basically, you know, like, so it's, it's obvious that it had a huge impact on my life. But I think that it was the, the best things uh, that it taught me. It was like being, being in a team, mm -hmm. uh, learning how to behave uh, in a group. Uh, it made, I made so many friends from all around the world, yeah. including you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> never yeah. meet, I mean, it's, <laughs> no, actually, but it's really, it's like that. And it's, and it, uh, it had it gave me such wonderful feelings also obviously every upside has its downside so it's it's normal i had a couple of injuries some some of those mm. things but it's when i when i look back the only thing that i can think about uh when we speak about volleyball is only positive because mm. i traveled half world yeah i mean uh, i met so many wonderful people that now I really can call my friends yeah. that, that are, that are going to be for me in my life, you know, until I die. So it's, uh, it's kind of, for me, it's not only, volleyball doesn't represent only the, part, the sports part of my life. Mm -hmm. It represents basically the entire half of my life. Awesome. So you, would, you could say basically volleyball has been a great vessel for you to kind of just like enhance your life in terms of all aspects really yeah it taught me it taught me not only you know how to uh, bounce a ball or something like that it's, mm -hmm. I mean just call it like that I mean it's not only that it taught me so many different things that it's probably you know it shaped me you know the person that I am today big part of that was made by volleyball yeah so that's pretty awesome because I mean I, I can definitely relate to that um what do you what do you think is the best educational preparation in your mind for being an athlete? Educational uh, like what would you say like for instance, you know because volleyball isn't just you turn professional it's not it's not going to continue your whole life. So what would you say like the best way if you're an athlete, what how should you should be placing your focus on education? I think that it's uh, that it's of huge importance to place your education first when you're younger mm -hmm. when you know in elementary school in uh, okay here it's like the middle school or college mm -hmm. in, in the states or something and then just to see what is uh, how your career is going and because let's face it here for example here in Serbia um, I played until I was 21 Mm -hmm. So, and I really went to, to the university, I was giving all my exams and everything, and I was, but it's really difficult to put that together with playing abroad. Yeah. That is really, really difficult. So, uh, I think that it's of huge importance that you put really education first while you are here. And then, I don't think that it's, it's not an excuse to say, okay, I play abroad, I cannot finish college. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can. Yeah. It's just uh, you need to get organized better and uh, just obviously find uh, find maybe I don't know how to, how to call it a branch where mm -hmm. they can allow you not to be maybe present all the time and finish your uh, exams while yeah. you are home. You know, so yeah. it's just I don't I don't I think that people are neglecting a little bit. They think you know. Oh, okay, now I'm going to be a huge star and I'm going to mm -hmm. make tons of money, so I don't need uh, education. Yes, you do. Yeah. Because you never know how things can go. You never know if it's going to happen. God forbid it's going to be an injury mm -hmm. there or something like this, but think, you never know what the future yeah. holds for you. So I really think that that's the biggest, uh, the biggest mistake that people can make is just neglect uh, education thinking that they're not going to need it. Yeah sure they're going to need it, yeah. for sure. That actually brings up um, one of the reasons that I know that we started, when we started talking again, it was great to see you after three years of coming to Serbia. <laughs> it's amazing that I didn't see you once until the third year. I had no idea you were here. Yeah, okay, I? okay. It's it partially my fault, maybe all my fault. But uh, it, I'd like to just take a couple seconds to talk about elite sports students that I've mentioned to you, uh, an NGO program that I'm starting 
that basically will be to do exactly what I feel you're speaking that ch these children, these athletes need in order to enhance their their experience around vol or any sport really and school. And basically what we would be doing is tutoring and mentoring these kids for free, bringing them in, basically giving them mentors who play volleyball, who played volleyball, who may be, you know, working for someplace now or could be owning their own business or on vacation because they're ballers and they made a ton of money. Yeah. And some of us, uh, <clears throat> you maybe and other superstars make a lot of money, but the others, we kind of like, you know, we bounce around a little bit and we have to save up money, but of course you do too, I'm joking. Um, you know, so the program would basically be like that and I kind of want to ask you, do you think something like that would have benefited you when you were younger? Well, for sure. I mean, okay, that depends uh, a little bit of the structure of the... Uh, that goes from the person to person. Mm -hmm. I was uh, always, probably because my parents were always like that, they were always... Not, they were just uh, encouraging me always to have good grades. They would yeah. always, you know, ask me, you know, what's going on, you need help or something like this. So I think that I was always... It was not even a question for me if I want to continue my you know my studies you yeah. know because i was i don't know i always wanted to believe you know that i will end up being educated you know yeah. let's call it like that but i think that's a really good program for everybody to explain them the advantages because probably i would it was let's say luckily i was thinking like that but if i wasn't obviously i think that it was better <laughs> that somebody would explain me you know how what to do how can i do it because uh, in that particular moment, how would I know that mm -hmm. I can? So I you can would have maybe benefited. Do, you would yeah. have benefited more from the yeah. mentorship side, yeah, let's say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I would, I would uh, obviously uh, like to have options. Mm -hmm. You know, that's for me. That's the, the biggest thing. You know, you can have because if you're stuck in one thing, for example, you finish your career, you don't know what else to do. Yeah. There's you're no game stuck. plan for yeah. after. There's you finish, no game yeah. plan for after, and actually, that's. I think that it's the, the, the biggest thing that you can have. Have more options. You know, okay, I can continue playing volleyball, but then also I can, with that, I can do some studying, I can get a degree, yeah. I can get an option that afterwards when I finish volleyball, if I want to stay in volleyball as a coach, as uh, mm -hmm. some agent or whatever, something, I can do that. But if I don't want to do that, I have other options to do, yeah, you know, which is really important. Which is huge. That's a huge thing, you know. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's a really, really good thing. Which actually brings me to another question because I'm always looking for ways to improve all kinds of things. Just because I love knowledge, I love seeking any kind of information that can basically enhance wherever I'm at in life to the benefit of others around me and myself. And uh, so, if there is anything that you would say you had like as a main source of knowledge right now, like reading, uh, you know, websites, it could be maybe you're continuing education somehow, what would that be? Well, right now, uh, probably it's the internet. When, mm -hmm. I, when I was younger, obviously, we didn't have that many options mm -hmm. because the internet was just starting, or at least mm -hmm. here, maybe. Um, so, uh, obviously, right now, it would be on the internet. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's like the biggest book that you can have. Yeah. Just type in, just Google whatever. There's you no, want. for it's instance, so it's, uh, like blogs or things like that, or you mean just specific things you look it up and you're like, hey. Yeah, well, you're when you're looking at specific stuff, obviously, also some like uh, blogs and websites they come up. You know, okay, mm -hmm. I'm interested in knowing more about I don't know what are medicine yeah. in volleyball, for example, mm -hmm. and you just type for. Yeah. Type in what you want to see, and then I like to I like to explore those things. You yeah. know, to have uh, uh, I like to have uh, data. Like, okay, this is a research, so this is a fact. But yeah. I also like to hear people' opinions on that fact. Yeah, you know, to see, especially in those areas to which paint are, a better picture. For yeah, you. yeah, so that I would have, uh, so that I would know. Okay, maybe because okay, let's if we're talking about medicine. Okay, human body is really. Uh, it's an entity, Intricate. yeah. It's but detailed, it's really, crazy. yeah. But it's also something that is working for you might not work for me. Yeah. You know, as a as a result, you know, you mm -hmm. would not get the same result. So I like to hear 
you know, I like to have the whole picture having, okay, we have facts, but mm -hmm. I like to also to have uh, uh, a story from somebody who already tried it and yeah. saw the results. So that's like, I think that, uh, like what you said, the websites are one thing, but blogs and personal stories are another mm -hmm. thing. And all together, they make a yeah. really good, you know, really good whole story. Yeah, they paint, yeah the yeah. whole picture. I love, yeah. I love using that metaphor. <laughs> Anyways, they, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting for me to ask that because it feels like to me, all athletes especially have been doing this for some amount of time. They really start to get resourceful in the way that they search for their knowledge. And that's really the reason why I was asking. So it's nice yeah. to hear that you look for different opinions on certain knowledge that you do find. Yeah. Anyways, um, are there any, let's take it to another side, are there any funny stories that your family would like to tell about you that come to mind? Like, like let's say the, the kind of stories where, where like mom or dad is just like, you're like, seriously, you're about to say that story again? Like, <laughs> don't do it. Anything popping in your mind right now? No, right now, the first thing that is popping in my mind actually is that my mother would for sure say, okay, two stories. First one is that uh, in the morning when I would wake up and you see that I'm not talking and I'm not smiling, mm -hmm. uh, that means don't touch me. I'm biting. I'm killing. Okay, I'm good to know. Not yeah, Milos, take no. notes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it, he knows already. I mean, he he's used to that. Yeah. No, he's never going to be used to that. But yeah, he yeah. Knows, he knows he, already. But he respects yeah. it. Keeps his distance. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> depends if he's like if he's in the mood of supporting me or not. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. So um, that's that would be like the first story that uh, my mother would probably say. Yeah, and she would just get out of bed, and I would crabby. see her, and I would and I would just ask her, and she would start like whatever, you know, like whatever. So that's the first story, and the second story is probably the the one about me uh, swearing a lot. Yeah, I'm really a bad girl in court. Um, in court? In the, yeah, in court. In the... Yeah, court. Yeah, Obviously. yeah. Like, on, like on, on the actual court, like, you're cursing all the time. So, yeah, like, fans yeah. and things could well, hear. Yeah, but that's... Okay, that's the problem. People know me already, so they know that I'm not swearing and cursing on a specific person. Usually, yeah. it's me. Yeah, it's not like, like hey, you, this, blah, yeah, blah, blah, you, blah. It's like, yeah. no, this just happened, and I'm no, not and happy. I'm like, yeah. I'm just getting going ballistic and whatever. And the, the story, which my mother would say, that is that she saw it on television. You know, Ooh. basically it happened. I remember when that happened. I was in the national team. We were on the European Championship mm -hmm. 2003, I think. It was the first championship that we played. Yeah. And uh, we were playing with Romania. And uh, we were. that was the game that was supposed to, if we would win, uh, we would go to the second round, which yeah. was for us a huge thing. That was our goal on yeah. that. Obviously, we played badly. And one set, I think it was the third set, we were already 2-0 down. And third set, we were up something. I don't know mm -hmm. what happened. And then they got close. At the end, we won like 25-23. I made the last point. That was the problem. Because, obviously, I was so angry, not to say another word, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that, we were, that we are just, that we are not getting what we are supposed to do because yeah. we were better than them at the time and I was just like uh, I made a point and I was just like going through the the like, girls and just like crossing the, the huddle, court you mean? yeah and crossing the court and just coming to the baseline you know waiting for the referee to give a sign you know to change yeah. court and uh, I was just going in and swearing in Serbian I would like repeat it yeah. because, but I was really because I made the last point obviously the camera was following me and I was it was really a close up <laughs> You can, I mean, you could hear it. It was not even, you can read from my lips, you could hear it. Yeah. I was screaming and I was really like... So yeah, anybody who didn't speak Serbian for sure understood, okay, this, this, this is, girl yeah. is pissed off and yeah. screaming yeah. expletives. And so, and so after when that game finished, at the end yeah. we lost and we didn't get it. So I'm already all yeah. pissed and everything and I just look at my phone and my mother sent me a message. Why are you uh, disgracing me in front of the whole world? Oh. <laughs> I was like, Oops. Mom, come on, okay, a little bit of support, okay. And usually she would uh, come yeah. up with, sorry, okay, this is one of the more interesting ones because I, it was really a close-up, yeah. but usually it would be those stories about, because yeah. you can find mm. a lot of them, so, oh, yeah. That so YouTube be, that, YouTube that, we'll YouTube yeah, that later. Yeah, you, you can, <laughs> trust me, you can. <laughs> For sure, you can find tons of those things. So tell me, if you were going to do this all over, 
what would you do differently? And if you would do something differently, how would you do it? Well, let's just say, I would do some things differently, but I'm not really in a mood of talking about that because it would be about the national team and everything. Oh, okay. Sort of. But it's, yeah, but it's not something that I would, yeah. that I, w- I know what I would do, but it's not something that I, that I would like mm. to. But uh, you've moved forward anyway. Yeah, for sure. No, for on. sure, for sure. It's only yeah. something that it's just, uh, I'm, I was not there for now, yeah. for six years already. Mm. So it's seven, maybe. So obviously so it was obviously, a big goal of yours to go, for instance, to the Olympics. To the Olympics, obviously, to the Olympics. I mean, the national team, it's a national mm-hmm. team. It's not a club. It, you don't play for money. And I just, just I have to say, though, I do have to say, I mean, I've seen you play and you're really awesome. And uh, I remember there were a few years after we met and I was watching Champions League match and I'm like, just happened to like select this one match. I didn't even know where you're playing. And I'm like, who's that dropping bombs on the left side? And I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, it's on you. Like, this is crazy. I'd never seen you actually play. So I watched the whole match and I'm just like, wow. Like, baller. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Like... It's, it's so cool to watch when, when players can just, like, literally take over some situation. And that's what was happening. It was really cool to watch. Thank you. Oh, no, really, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm sure that next training, I walked in the gym like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, anyways, what's your uh, greatest inspiration in volleyball? Like, uh, like what, what inspired you really to, to push forward and get to where, you, where you've gotten in volleyball? Well, I cannot say that I had specific idols, like mm-hmm. one person, two persons, something yeah. like that. But it was just like... It could be a watching, thing also. No, just watching uh, what other people do and trying to make myself do that. You yeah. know, like, I really wish that I could have... That was quite impossible because I don't think... Maybe I'm afraid, but I would really like... To have learned uh, to do uh, like uh, Logan Tom, how mm-hmm. she dives, you know, and gets the ball, and that, oh, yeah. that's like crazy. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's like crazy, and I always wanted to do that, and I was trying to do that. I can do that on sand, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, on beach volleyball or something like that, because I cannot break myself yeah. <laughs> while doing that, obviously, <laughs> so I was really brave, and I was, yeah, but in the court, I was just like, I never got to do always that. There, so, there. yeah, so it's just, uh, this, my inspiration was just watching great people doing mm. great stuff and trying to repeat that, mm. you know? I mean, like... Uh, trying to simulate what they're doing Yeah, like, I don't know, Vladimir Grbic and the epic move of the 2000 Olympics when he jumped over... The, the, uh, yeah, the, chasing this ball. Yeah, that ridiculous. Was, that's something, awesome. like, ridiculous. But when you look at that and when he comes back and blocks the Russian... I mean, it's just like you look at it yeah. and they say, oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just stimulating, it's you know. Amazing. It's not, mm. I cannot say I wanted to be Vanya uh, Krabic. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I but don't know. But you took a little bit from but everyone. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted his motivation. Mm-hmm. I wanted his devotion. I wanted those things, yeah. you know, because obviously you cannot compare yourself. I don't know. One of the persons who I loved watching for my entire life was uh, Thais Maria Guerra, mm-hmm. the Cuban player. Yes. And I had really the honor to play with her I was going to ask in Turkey yeah no not in Turkey Where? twice uh, two years in Italy mm-hmm. and then my third year when I came back to Modena okay that was basically a half year because in the middle of the season the club mm-hmm. closed because of the financial problems whatever but she is really the type of player I cannot repeat the things that she does obviously mm-hmm. it's it's impossible but yeah. it, I can look the way she practices the way she behaves mm. the way she reacts uh, in certain situation if i don't know if the ball is too close to the net what she does if the ball is away from the net what does she do so those things i mean so i always tried to look upon like persons and the moves that they do mm. and try maybe to implement them in my game how much is that like physically possible you know mm-hmm. because obviously I cannot jump like Taya Guero. Yeah. <laughs> Not many so there, people can. Yeah, yeah. So there we're limited a little bit. But it's mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I just... It was really a pleasure watching her yeah. play and playing with her. And just trying to pick up things, you mm. know, 
when I can. So you just kind of soaked up other people's like interesting things that they did, whether it was the way they did it or the actual thing that they were doing. Yeah, something. Just kind of basically to learn as you went and create your own game. Yeah, that's something really. that I tried always because, okay, I mean, coaches can teach you up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And then that afterwards... It's all about you. It's all about mm -hmm. the variety of things that you can manage to do in certain in certain moments. Yeah. So it's uh, it was always something I always like to to look at people what they do in critical uh, yeah. moments, you know, because in that point when you the see game is player, on the line or when the point is player, yeah. you see how mm -hmm. they behave, how they how they react, what they do, are they gonna like? Because always they taught me uh, on twenty four twenty four you don't tip a ball, you hit mm -hmm. it. Never mind how is it. Is it low? Is it high? Is it close? Is it away? Whatever. Mm -hmm. You just hit it. But then, actually, uh, I was looking at people, you know, like, not risking that much, mm -hmm. maybe, in certain situations, would have been better instead of just risking and making a mistake or yeah. getting blocked or whatever. So, it's just something that you, that comes with experience, yeah. I think. Yeah, this is a common thing we actually have with the U.S. national team. Uh, I learned a bunch, and they talk about... The fact that you sometimes you just have to give the ball back, put it in play, and let the other team make a mistake, but also trust in your skills on your side of the, the net that you could actually just get that ball back and then get another chance to put it away. So I like that you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, well, that's that, really important for young players to know that you don't always have to just risk, risk, risk. Well, sometimes that, there's smart risks. That's something that I, that I thought, I mean, I learned that, during my career because yeah. I was always like you're an attacker attack the ball mm -hmm. you know, like, so I wasn't really like a good tipper something yeah so this is kind of the perfect opportunity to ask like if if you were to give um, any advice to kids today who look up to you as their inspiration what would you give them as advice as advice uh, first of all uh, get get your emotions out play with emotions mm -hmm. because uh, I don't think that I would have, 50% of my game was my emotion and mm -hmm. that I can just push myself, you know, like wanting to do something would push me to actually do that without maybe, you know, like maybe even crossing kind of a, a limit maybe that mm -hmm. I had technically, for example, or something like that. Technique, technique is really, really important. Mm -hmm. It's really important that all my life I was fighting with people, I mean fighting, yeah, fighting against the... Uh, the fact that everyone was saying, ah, your receiving is not so good, your receiving is maybe yeah. not perfect. Your receiving it's haters. Is not... Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> it doesn't also... have to be a bad, bad thing, it's... but I mean, people are just, you know, yeah, critics. Yo, critics. Yeah, it's critics. But it's for me, I was, I'm a critic for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, the biggest, the biggest one, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, yeah, that's me. So, that's, that's actually really good to know. I mean, I wish I had kind of advice like that when I was younger, but. <laughs> Uh, what would you, in speaking of that and advising younger generations, what, what would be your definition of a mentor? And uh, do you believe that we as athletes should mentor those coming after us? I'm sure of that. I'm really sure of that because I would, like, I would like to have had somebody mentor me and uh, give me some advice when mm -hmm. I was younger. I always say I had my mentors were my parents, mm -hmm. really, and they really were in every segment of my growing up they were there as a support as a help as uh, whatever i needed without pushing me but they were always there mm -hmm. so for me i was i can i really can say that i was lucky and i'm not and i'm not i think that i'm not even exaggerating yeah. but i think that it's really it's really there's a plane again it's too many yeah planes. okay never mind never mind <laughs> um, but i think it's really really important to have somebody that you can look upon and that you can trust yeah. that can teach you first of all for me i don't know i have this feeling that that's something that people don't do much today think with your own head yeah okay not only okay tactics and in the court you need to be disciplined and to do what you're told because you're part of a team and that's the most important thing. That's one thing. But the other thing is like career-wise, uh, education-wise or something, don't let anybody just, you know, pull you and tell you, ah, you don't have to finish college, you don't have to finish university because uh, you, you're going to be a big player, you're going to mm -hmm. do this, you're going to do that. Think with your own head. 
I mean, have options. Don't close yourself mm-hmm. to just uh, thinking about, yeah, volleyball is going to save my life and I'm going yeah. to just earn tons of money and I don't have to do anything else for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Don't let... I mean, people, when they're young, obviously, when they, you see a talent, when, when you see a talent, you, just, you, you, cannot, you cannot not notice it, you know? Mm-hmm. And young players get uh, aware of that really fast. And then they can get lost uh, in things like uh, the money, the big clubs, yeah. the fame, the fortune, the whatever. That I think that in, specifically in those moments, you need somebody just to hold you on the ground and tell you, listen... Yeah, yeah, that's all nice, but think, yeah. think. Don't just go and do the first yeah. thing that comes to your mind. Just think about something. So a mentor you know? really for you is someone not who's making choices for you, but just someone who's mm-hmm. really just kind of showing you, hey, no, here are all the options. You're going to choose, but instead of thinking there's only one here, this is what they actually are. Yeah, well, that's... Slow down a little bit. Yeah, that's... that's the that's the point you know just uh, when somebody's hungry like Milos likes to say all the time when somebody's hungry don't give them food teach them how to fish or something yes, yes, that's yes. how we say it I don't yeah. know if it's translation we have the same one we have the same uh, okay. one but that's the point that's the point you know to not only mentor somebody to teach them volleyball skills teach mm-hmm. them life skills to yes. know what to do and to be stable individuals that that can you know look up for themselves, you mm-hmm. know, they don't need somebody else, you know, after their career. They don't depend on they don't depend on anybody, you know. Yeah. So I think that's for that's for me. I think that mentors should mostly do those things yeah. because volleyball you have coaches, you have um, athletic, you know, like um, preparators, yeah. whatever. You have a lot of people that can help you, but you also need to be you need to work upon to work upon your personality, your education, your all of those things that make you a whole person, not only a volleyball player, because you're going to be a volleyball player up to a certain point. Yeah. After that, you volleyball for sure, player is not who you are; it's just part of who you are. Who you are. That's what I said before when I said volleyball was not maybe everything, but it was a huge part of my life mm-hmm. up to now. Yeah. Right now, when I'm finished with it. I obviously I want to stay uh, you know connected with volleyball in some mm-hmm. point but I don't want to depend on volleyball to give me you know the the rest of my life yeah. you know I just not because that. not because I don't like it it's just because I want to have an option yeah. that's it And speaking on the rest of your life so you're 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 actually working on your new home right the vision for it uh, yeah and i'm not going to get much into it i mean it's pretty exciting because i'm thinking about buying something soon in the future and with moving around so much as pro athletes i know that it can get kind of like chaotic and it'd be just great to have one place so let's say let's go to that dream of being there it's finished yeah. it's everything's done let's just think about it like that which three people famous or otherwise they don't have to be famous would you invite to a dinner party at your new home what? That, that's, I, this that's could be really, any really Obviously, Milos really, is going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be don't, there. We don't count him as an invite. I mean, <laughs> He does not count. Yeah, he's, he no, not. He's, you get like, three, he's you the get, owner. Yes, yeah, you're the three also. plus, so, you know. Yeah. Um, whoa, <laughs> well, I, I, I have no idea. I have actually no could idea. Could be anyone. It, dead, anyone, alive. That's, that's the whole point. I mean, when you give me such a huge, you know, like, choice, no, I'm just going to bug. No. Well, no, you only you, you have about thirty seconds. Thirty seconds? Damn, that's not a lot. Wait a <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Mom was there right. We go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Milos is just so insane. Um, oh, getting boy. me an option. Yeah, whatever. If it was to him, it would be like Bruce Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and who? Twelve. Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Okay, we're going to have to get to that another time. But uh, no, really, three people. Come on, you got to give me something. Oh, really, really, really. Three names that come to your head, like pop, pop, pop. First name. Nobody's going to feel hurt or anything. No, I'm not, it's not about hurt. I've, I would like to. That's that's really not a nice thing. To, I'm, it's not nice because she's dead. I mean, it's Whitney Houston. I, Whitney always, Houston. I would like to hear her sing no, live. So I would, yeah, I would like to have her okay Milos is not Milos does not agree never mind we'll let him he has his Bruce Lee and Steven Seagal and whatever they come to the next dinner party (laughs) um (laughs) 
I'll be back. <laughs> no, you'll be back long enough. I'll be back. <laughs> no, okay, this is, this is not serious anymore. So no, two, it's difficult. Two more, two more. Two more. Oh, God. Um, no, it's really, my, my mind is blind. Sorry. It's really, it's just... Be, so we've got a singer... Who's going to help with the jokes, for instance? Who's going to help with, like, the stories? Good storytellers. Good storytellers. You know you got to have so, somebody. Who yeah, I know. I'll call you. You're full of stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm there. You're coming. Okay, I'm there. Cool. One more person. Cool. Let's go. Oh, the, damn, you're really not going to let not, me go over you're that. Not you're not going to. Oh. I can't. I can't. You can't. Okay. I got to teach um, you how to fish. You got to teach me. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um... I can just see the time counting down. Yeah, okay, it's still counting dun, down. Let's say the dun, first person that is coming dun, to my mind that would dun. be huge for a dinner party would be your American player, Krista Carmato, because she is like, Ooh. she is such a fun person to be around with. I mean, that she's just like the first person that is coming to my mind. I so, know that it's, that's a combination that is really ridiculous, but it's like uh, you forced me to it. So I, got, I gotta say, like, though, I mean, I'm just kind of happy that all three people are American. <laughs> Actually, I really did not. I really did not think about that, but huh. yeah. Well, okay, let's call it that way. All right. So here's a random one. Okay. Do you or just, did you have? Wasn't. That was that was not random. That was, that was very not common question. I no, think. that's hugely random. Okay. I mean, I think about this all the time. Like, who would I sit down to dinner with? Like, if I could just invite anybody to dinner, I'm like, who, who would I invite? You know. So, anyways, Never mind. Okay, did you or do you have a nickname? Yeah. I and do. how'd you get it? Uh, my nickname is Pasoya. It's from my mm -hmm. last name. My who started calling you that when? I think in national team or maybe even in Red Star. The girls mm -hmm. because the girls that were in Red Star, they we all went together to the yeah. national team. A lot of us. So I cannot Which remember. Which actually reminds me. I hate to cut you off, but it reminds me of something I saw on Instagram from uh, Marina the other day about like someone. Uh, you you have friends that you only call them by their nickname so much that calling them by their real name becomes like a foreign name almost. You know? Yeah, for, yeah, I know who you're referring to. For yeah. her, it's that way. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But no, so, for but me, but for you, it was just kind no, of no. It's kind of no. In Italy, in Italy, for example, they called me Ani. Mm. Uh, in uh, normally, they would all usually people could just call they me Anya. Yeah, yeah, they would. Just, I have a short name, so yeah. it's not really. a... But in Serbia, everybody calls me Spasoja. And now, actually, they're joking because I changed my last name when mm -hmm. I got married. So now they're going, oh, but we cannot call you Spasoja anymore. How are we going to call you now with yeah. your last name, blah, blah. And it's just, no, it stays Spasoja. I'm still Spasoja. <laughs> all right. So, all right, we got one more serious question. And then we're going to go through some pretty fun questions that are like, da, 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 da. I, but, I still uh, cannot believe that the three-person question was a serious one. Was Never totally mind. serious. I mean, come no, on. This is a, this is not... vision. This is like you know. I want to see. I want to see where your. Oh, you totally I do. Have, no, I don't. You totally do. No, I don't. You already have Never the. Mind. You already have the house planned out. You have vision. Come on now. Yeah, I have. Okay, no, he has the plan of the house. Well, there you vision. Go. No, but you guys share everything, our... so you know the vision's there. Yeah, yeah, I know, but he has the vision, and he just gets me the vision because I so I'm I should not have really asked good. him so I'm, really it is Bruce Lee Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, <laughs> not no no he's saying no he's saying no alright so here's here's my last my doozy I like to to ask people uh, what's your biggest mistake or failure in your life that you've made and how did you overcome it I don't know actually I don't think that I had big failures and mistakes there were it some could be things. at the time let's say for instance you were 12 a big mistake could be something now that you'd be like that was tiny yeah well probably the <laughs> <laughs> seriously oh. I like maybe okay. it was not going out on a date with milos the first time around <laughs> <laughs> no no that's one of the that's one of the best things i've ever did um no i don't i don't know i think it's just uh I don't know, the whole, for example, the whole thing uh, with the national team was something that really marked me a lot mm -hmm. because obviously I'm not happy how that, how that went. But, you know, I just overcame that by just, you know, how to say, knowing in that specific moment it had to go that way, obviously. Yeah. And I think it made me 
a stronger person, you know, by overcoming something which means really a lot to you and being able to just say, okay, I know that it's not there anymore and I just have to deal with that. Mm. So it's it's just letting the time pass, you know. Yeah. It's not I think that in in my in my case the time is just like the best healer ever. You just let it I'm not I'm not the one who likes I'm not really one that likes really deal I don't like having problems. I don't yeah. like having problems with people. I don't like dealing with the like fighting with people or something yeah. like that. So that, you'd say you just kinda turned your, your eyes towards the future and kinda and or just, the present and just kinda and just, boom, yeah, and let just, me go this that's way. that's how I do it. I mean sometimes it's not really a good thing because you're just, you know, like digging the problems, you know. You're just mm, putting them, them, yeah, burying yeah. them, yeah. And you're just you're just uh, trying to pass them Mm -hmm. you know like overcome them Mm -hmm. and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't so it's kind of a long process but for me actually with time I found out that that's the only way how I know how to deal with things which Mm -hmm. I cannot resolve I cannot sit with you and talk and try to resolve a situation I just I can just let it go and that's but it, to be you know? clear, I mean, you're completely satisfied, obviously. No, obviously, no, no. Had, I'm so really, I don't no, want there to no, be any confusion no, with no, listeners, though. No, absolutely. Those two absolutely, are not tied absolutely. together. No, absolutely. Yeah. I am I'm really happy with my life, how it went. And uh, also, I mean, Milos has also a saying that everything that happens to you shapes you and puts you in a point where you are at that, at that mm-hmm. moment. And I'm really happy where I am in, in this particular yeah. moment and also for the past time I have been really really happy yeah. and it's so it's not something that it marked me it could have made my life go in a different direction mm-hmm. but going in a different direction doesn't necessarily mean that it would be better yeah. because maybe some of the things that happened to me would not have happened so it's uh, something that I I don't like uh, I don't like too much to think about what if yeah. you know because what if leads to another what if not you know yeah. if uh, if what if something happened probably then something else would have yeah. happened so you're not so, so much of a what if but you're a how can like yes, yes what's a solution out of this a problem solving i think that's great it's a great mentality to have so uh i'm kind of excited right now because i get to ask you some really random questions <laughs> and no three people to dinner was not random yes it is so were you bullied as a kid well, uh, no, no, actually, no, but uh, no, I wasn't, no, I was huge. I was baby Shrek. Yeah. Nobody Were you me. the bully? No, no, I was just, I was more of a tomboy. I was always uh, the, the playing, I'm playing with guys, fighting with guys yeah. also, you know, because they were like, pick on me. That and sounds they would like be, bully. That's not a bully because they would pick on me. So I would like, you know, it's like uh, picking on you because uh, they want you to like no. uh, hit them, but it's not like you're yeah. going to hit somebody so to take their... Flirting. Or were you too young at that point? I think I was too young. That's something... It's kind of like pre-flirting. If I was uh older, probably it would have been flirting. But I don't know. So the only only kind of crap you got as a kid was because you were tall, but you kind of checked them and... Then they stopped. No, they didn't. They would continue. No, they would continue. I wouldn't crush anybody. I was just just saying that you could, in their minds, but they're little kids, little boys, so probably they they didn't understand that you could have crushed. I would like be the the girls used to call me like their protector, you know, like because I I was bigger, whatever. So and I would like I always like to play sports, you know, and those things. So I was tomboyish. Yeah. Something like that. Not really a tomboy, but something like that. Got it. So you're in charge. Mm. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> here's, uh, here's one that I probably wouldn't want someone to ask me, but how many okay. volleyballs could you fit into an airplane? How many? Oh. How many? <laughs> hey, hey, there's no help. I have no idea. <laughs> Anything. 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 Well, it depends if you're a cargo plane or not a cargo Thank plane. Thank you. <laughs> that is the right answer. I'll do it. Thank <laughs> Got you. it. <laughs> no, no. You're really risking my divorce, you know? Yeah. The, I mean, people cannot see that, happened. but he's like, yeah. The ring almost husband. came off. Yeah. So, please. I Wait, mean, it, well, it's good that you stayed resilient. You stood in there. You said, how can I solve this problem? Wait, there's many outcomes. Okay. There we go. So, name as many uses as you can for a volleyball in 30 seconds. Whatever, 
take a volleyball, what, you, what could you use a volleyball for in 30 seconds? Uh, you can use volleyball, okay, to play volleyball, to play football, you know, to play sports. Any kind of sports we play. To hit uh, the person going by on the bike with that speaker? Yeah, that was my second option. Yeah, you can use it also to defend yourself if somebody's attacking yeah. you because, yeah, you can swing it mm-hmm. really hard. I mean, at least it can give you a time to run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can use it, you can use it also for fitness. You can use, a, use it as a roller, you know, like to yeah. roll. Yeah, to roll out the muscle cramps. Yeah, yeah. the muscle cramps. Uh, for fitness, you can use it like you know, make it more difficult to make it more difficult to do like push-ups or whatever. And so, there we go. Well done, well done, well done. Okay, so, thank you. <laughs> so a penguin walks through <laughs> this forest <What>? right here. <laughs> okay. And from heat. wearing a sombrero. Sombrero. Yes, we're right next to a Mexican-inspired restaurant. Okay. What does he say and why? ¿Qué pasa, amigo? <laughs> very nice, very nice, very nice. All right, so what would you rather fight? A horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? <laughs> well, I think that I would go with the duck. One duck. You'd go with a horse-sized duck. Yeah, because it's one. I mean, with a hundred, you don't know where they're attacking you from. It's like you need to you need to stay focused with all. But here you have but one. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be scared one. of the massive beak that could just like crush you? Yeah, but they're slow. It's a duck. It's a duck. <laughs> it's a horse-sized duck. It's a horse-sized deer. It can fly. It can fly. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, all right. We're going with the duck. We're going with the duck. Okay, right now he's more interviewing my (laughs) husband than me, so we would give this... All right, we'll keep it back, we'll keep it back. All right, uh, what would you say if you were to have a worse quality? I don't believe you could have one. What would it be? The worst quality? My, probably that I'm so stubborn. Don't look over at me, Lush. No, no, because he's looking at me with this specific oh, look, yeah. you know? He's like, like be nose. honest, you know? Like, don't try to present yourself like you're perfect because you're not. And I know that I'm not. Um, let's make it uh, my stubbornness, which is really a whole yeah. other level, level uh, of stubbornness. Okay, yeah. all right. Good let's to make know. it like Good that. To know. And uh, if you were to try to fail and succeed... Which have you done? Uh, for, you know, right now? How, no, no, no. I, how do I... Like, let's I say I was trying to fail at doing something and I succeeded. At failing. Which one did you do? Did you fail or did you succeed? Well, it depends on the point. Uh, what you wanted to do. If you wanted to fail, then you have succeeded. But basically you have failed. So, uh-huh. you have succeeded in failing. <laughs> all right so last question why am i asking you all these questions i, I have, have no, no idea i don't but, either but actually the horse-sized duck is still making more sense than three people on dinner any people <laughs> i mean the three people is like yeah that's all whatever. right all right all right I'll, I'll, maybe I'll switch around. I'll, I'll add that at the beginning of my random questions for the next person. How about that? Oh, okay. That's more of a... Better. Yeah, that would make me feel okay. better. Yeah, right. okay. That's better. Or maybe I'll just give it to them to prepare a little bit. Maybe that could help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, you did not want to give me the questions <laughs> to prepare myself. You can't be prepared. So, you can't be prepared for the duck question. For the duck question, Or the volleyballs in a plane. I don't, I, those are the questions which you're not... Those are like... Uh, they're not even logical questions. I mean, it's just oh, like imagining. Oh, there's a lot of logic to those I questions. I know, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's imagining mm-hmm. something which is which does not maybe exist. Well, I just happen, proved. You know what I just like, proved? I just what? proved that athletes are extremely creative people. <laughs> Wait, thank you. That's all I was trying to prove. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, how would you like to be remembered? What would you like your legacy to be when you leave planet Earth? I would like to be, uh, I would like really to be remembered as a really positive and uh, emotional person that made, that was, that made people, you know, like, made people happy. Mm-hmm. Were there like friends, family, fans, whoever. I would always just like to, to, to have, to make them, make them, to, Impact them. Impact them to have uh, really a positive 
memory of me. You know, when they say, "Oh, Anya, ah, she was," you know, like yeah, and they smile. That would you bring that joy to their heart when they think of you. I would, yeah, I would like that. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It's been a great interview with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll be able to probably transcribe all this and put it online and put it out there for Serbs and Americans and the whole world to kind of enjoy and learn from. And thank you very much again. Thank you. Awesome. Did you like the show? Leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher.com so others will find us. And share the love. Think of one person that could benefit and send them the link for this episode. For more resources and tips, Go to beyondathletic.com or tweet us at beyondathletic. I appreciate and thank you for listening. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm going to show you how great I am. And this concludes our Chicago show. Please stay tuned.